Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Screen Smash. I'm your host, Dan Morris. Joining me this evening, we have Louie Reza. Yeah! Typical Louie noises. And we have Thomas from the Ahsoka podcast. Wahoo? <laughs> Wahoo. Put the hat on. <laughs> Wahoo. There you go. And also joining us, we have a special guest tonight. We have Game Frank, a.k.a. Frank. Wahoo! I don't have a hat, sorry. <laughs> Solid Charles Martinet. <laughs> not real, not not real Mario fan. Doesn't have hat. <laughs> it, I have it's one. It's just out. invisible. He can't see it. Mm. New uh, is that the new style, new Mario hat in Wonder? Yeah, the invisible yeah. hat. The Wonder hat. We are here tonight to talk about Nintendo because Nintendo has a pretty big year ahead of it, uh, and we don't typically get too deep into Nintendo on the show. Sometimes. It, it's you know Nintendo does its own thing. It holds march to its own beat of its own drum kind of thing. And uh, we might talk about the one-off game or Zelda when Zelda happened. I wanted to do a whole special on Zelda, which didn't happen. <sighs> Anyways, so we're going to talk about Zelda this evening, and that's why uh, Mister Games Frank here is joining us as well as a Nintendo super fan, and uh, I believe Tom and Louis are as well. But to get us started, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Frank? I uh, run my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GameFrank. There I like to do occasional reviews of like modern release games, some retro throwback reviews. And then I also have a series that I run called Frank's Five, where I'm kind of just discussing five games with a central topic. And those can range from anything from modern games to retro. So I mainly focus on my YouTube channel, but I also do some freelance writing on various other outlets. And those are typically either new release games. Uh, a couple months ago, I did a review on a gaming chair. I just actually finished a review on AntStream Arcade for Xbox, mm. a video and written review. And I'm currently finishing a review on High on Knife, which is High on Life's DLC. So kind of just mixed around, but 
Nintendo's my specialty, definitely. Uh, you said you did a written portion. Like, is that for your YouTube or for like a website or something? So the the freelance work that I do is written. I'll do writing for like, uh, I know that, you know, uh, a mm-hmm. friend of mine, Alex. Oh, yeah. And, Alex um, was here last episode, actually. So like I'll do a lot of writing for Mariner's Rock, uh, a couple other outlets. Uh, and then when I do it for my own YouTube, I just incorporate it into a video and add some comedy and my own flair. Very cool. Yeah, we've done a little bit of uh, stuff like that here and there. We were doing skits on this uh, show a while back, but it was really difficult to keep up with that on a week to week basis, especially with turnaround times. But yeah, I've, I've checked out a couple of your videos. I actually did watch your Antstream review earlier today, and I found that pretty interesting because uh, you mentioned the different tiers of subscription. And it's like, why wouldn't anyone get the $70 like lifetime access? And I remember thinking the exact same thing when I looked at Antstream the first time, like, it's just a no-brainer. Pay half yep. the price and only have it for a year, or pay double the price and have it until the service is no more. Until it explodes. Which it lasts, implodes. but... Yeah. I mean, it's been doing okay on PC for a while, so... Yeah, it's big... been in beta for a while, and then when it dropped out of beta, and now it's on Xbox, it's doing decently, yeah. and it runs really well, so hopefully it sticks around. Yeah, especially if you ever have a uh, need to like get your classic or retro game fixed on, that's a really cool option instead of like trying to hunt down individual titles or collections or anything. It's just really cool to see that kind of thing, especially for game preservation, which we talk about all the time on the show. Uh, game preservation is hugely important, uh, and it's something that I wish we had a better way of going about and doing so because, man, it drives me nuts when a game just poofs and you can't get it anymore. I definitely think that these like streaming services like Antstream or collections like Atari 50 are definitely like the way to preserve these games, like release a bunch of games that maybe some heavy hitters, some that people have never heard of and just make them into a compilation so that more exposure to them and just get them in more people's hands. Absolutely. So moving us along to, uh, to get into it, before we jump into uh, a lot of the big Nintendo uh, stuff that's coming up in the future, um, I wanted to see about possibly talking about the Switch 2 and rumors and speculations about the potential new console. It feels like it's time. Do you think it's time for a Definitely. new Switch? Like mm. not just an iteration of the switch, not an OLED, not a light, but a new proper switch. I know the switch is technically younger than the other consoles, but I don't know. It just, it seems like it'd be easy for Nintendo to just do a simple enough upgrade, kind of like what they did with the DS since they merged DS and their consoles into one platform with the switch. So what do you guys think about the Switch 2? Do you think we're going to get one soon? Do you think it's happening? There's constant rumors about new systems. I definitely think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, the rumors right now are that we're supposed to get it next year. Hopefully we do, uh, especially from like a developer standpoint. Like Looking at Mortal Kombat 11 and how bad that port ended up turning out, it's mm-hmm. just kind of proving that the hardware is really difficult for developers to actually work with so from that standpoint from third party standpoint we definitely need a hardware upgrade and plus like i know games like tears of the kingdom definitely pushed the hardware to its maximum i'm really curious to see like what nintendo will do next with stronger hardware 
I'd like to see <clears throat> a stronger hardware. I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm new. <laughs> I just got my switch a, a few months ago, maybe like four or five. So I'm like, Oh, now, now you suck. I'm looking at it. It's right here. Like, <laughs> so yeah. now you're like, I don't want them to upgrade. I just got this thing. I know. I'm like, I just, I just bought it. Can I, can you wait a, a, another year? <laughs> Let me, I'm starting to catch up on all the stuff that, you know, like, like I, my brother-in-law had, and I would always, you know, bum off of him and try stuff out. Like that was the first time I tried breath of the wild, but I never allowed myself to fully really get integrated and like it. Cause I was like, it, it, this is just a flavor. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get this taste and then, um, you know, have to give it back to him and be like, all right, I'll see you in another six months or something like that. It's like, you know, I, I want, I want, I want to get my own. Then I'm going to you know, go hardcore. And I did once I got it, that was the first thing I got was with breath of the wild. And man, I just went right through that. Um, I, I'm really, really liking, uh, the platforms. I'm really liking a lot of stuff. I do not like the prices. <laughs> I like that there's a lot mm-hmm. of discounts happening all the time. That's great. So I just put a whole bunch of stuff in my wish list. Like I always do for you, you do that for everything. You put a wish list together, and then once it comes out, then there you go. But with Nintendo, <laughs> I find like, all right, you could have got Kirby the new one like yesterday for half off, but uh you missed the hour. I'm like, damn it. So I'm like find myself <laughs> going in and like checking inauspiciously. And See, it, I, I have a website for you. It's called Deku Deals. Oh God, please, yes, help me specifically for like <laughs> Nintendo Switch eShop deals and sales and what the lowest price was, what it's currently at. Oh man, highly I highly recommend need it. That. I need if that, you want to spend money. Yeah, yeah, well, I I don't. That's the thing. I don't want. If I don't want to spend, spend as much money, money as they're asking. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the ironic thing with a Nintendo too, is because they have the lower uh, bar to entry with the price of the console itself, but then the games. Yep. Those Nintendo games, they just they like to just never go on sale. And even if they do go on sale, you might get them for fifteen to twenty percent off tops. Like, well, then you have the example like Tears of the Kingdom, how they raised it ten bucks just because they could, just because yeah. they knew that they could and people would pay it. People are going to buy it, you dumb monkey, or pay, pay <laughs> up, you shills. Like, really? yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. glad that Nintendo at least made the uh, the voucher system like a normal thing now because they did that originally back in 2019 and it was very limited you could only buy those vouchers i think for like a month or two and i ended up using a voucher to buy i want to say astral chain and the uh ultimate alliance 3 game um i do like like, once it's gone it's gone and then they brought it back finally so you buy the two vouchers for 100 bucks so you get two games for 20 bucks less essentially uh but still like i i at least there's that option except for like hoping to find those games used maybe on sale <laughs> at like a store. I was going to say, I mean, that's good for digital, but if you're like me and you like to have the physical boxes, it's like, oh, I got to wait for yeah. a physical sale. Oh, it's a bitch and a half. Like I get like, I agree with Nintendo. Like they never in retail, they never go down in price. Like in Australia, even like, I think some new release would be like 90 Australian dollars or some shit like that. Um, but then even secondhand, like I tried to find Xenoblade Chronicles two, like last year. Yeah, I, to, like, yeah I, I got it, but I had to pay 150 bucks for it. Yikes. Um, yeah, but like, great decisions. 150 um, Australian or dollars? Yeah, Australian. I don't know what the conversion is there. Like, uh, how, any guess of what that is in dollars? 100 US, I think. Okay. 
I only know Japan oh, because you just like take the decimal away. It's pretty much <laughs> just yen. He's like, yeah, it's close enough. Just move it down. It's a like a hundred yen is a dollar essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I only know pesos. Yeah, but, I wonder why. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like Nintendo is always expensive, um, which is why with just bringing it back to Switch Two rumors because that's where we started. Then we got onto a, a tangent, as you like to call them. Um, You're right. Yes, I always am. Um, <laughs> always. I, always. I personally don't think there'll be a Switch 2 per se. Yeah, I mean, it won't be a Switch 2 you know, in name. Like, I, I also don't think it'd be in the same... The like, new Switch. The new Switch. The what new Nintendo Switch. 3D Switch? That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> but no, I think they'd do something completely different. Like, they'd be sure. like, cool, th- this worked. And because it's Nintendo, and they'll just be like, look... We have a Switch. Now it's on a fridge. Buy a whole fridge to play Nintendo games. It's only on the fridge. Like, <laughs> I feel like that will, not exactly that, but like they'll try and find new ways to like innovate, I guess, which, yeah, I, that's why I don't like speculating too much. Like, oh, we're going to get this. It's going to be this powerful. It's whatever. It's like, I just want to be surprised. I don't know. I'm a dumb guy. Just give me, hey, here's Nintendo. Like, okay, thank you very much. What if it regresses and just becomes a DS again? That would be the best be thing. Bummed. I wouldn't I want that because I, I have my switch plugged in all the time. So like, I don't, I don't want that, but I, I mean, <laughs> I do think that Nintendo is probably going to stick with the hybrid for yeah. the next console. It may not be called the switch, but I think that they're going to keep that hybrid console handheld aspect in some yeah. form. Oh yeah. I think maybe separate SKUs, but yeah, they, cause they have the market cornered. They, they, I mean, what, always we got been this the PlayStation portal. Yeah, they've always been the best at handheld. Nobody could nobody could ever hold a candle oh, yeah. to it. And and I mean, it's for a reason that they came back and made this system basically 100 percent a handheld. Um, I, I, I find myself in kind of a weird impasse where like I'll buy a game on Switch and I'll sometimes also still buy it on my PC. I'm more of a PC guy than anything right now. Uh, like like we were we were talking about this, but one of my biggest obsessions right now was the game called Fury. If you haven't played it, oh, my God, get it, please, everybody. Kill your darlings to get this. Strangle them if they will give you a free copy. It is so goddamn good. Anyway, um, I, I bought it on my Switch, and I, I'm able. To, but this is why I'm saying I also want to see a more powerful system. I want to see something that can go beyond 60 FPS. I want to see something that that can uh, that the screen on there. I, I know that they say it's really hard, and the OLED is gorgeous. I'm not complaining too much about that, but I want to see 1080p on there. I want to be able to get those graphics that these people work so hard to get and get all the little details and all of that. Um, I, I wish that there was a, an easier way to do it. I mean, I'm sure they would have done it by now. I'm sure the OLED switch would have been more powerful if it could have been. But I mean, you know, we're kind of stuck with what we got at the moment. And then they don't want to make it like like the Asus ROG thing, the new ally that they have. Uh, that's like the the, I was just uh, going to compare it to the Steam Deck now. Like, what's Nintendo <clears> doing <throat> now that we have the Steam Deck and we have the Asus ROG Li or that thing? Yeah, I mean, we could compare it now to the new iPhone, right? Because the mm. iPhone 15, they showed it playing what was it Resident Evil Resident 4 Evil. remake or yeah. was it mm. Resident Evil Village? But either way, like that's a game that the Switch can't play, so it's yeah, quite and, possible uh, to do it nowadays. Technology, but but. And this is what we were talking about earlier, is that if they want to keep that degree of having being able to sell more units, be the one that is quicker and better option for the whole family, because multiple families will have multiple, you know, 
switches because yeah it, i was gonna say that's the difference there with the iphone is there at <clears> least a thousand dollars so is, the, so is the la the la is the, cheapest expensive of those. Than the, the steam deck the steam deck's only four to six hundred dollars depending on the model like yeah but true. that's the, that's the bad model you don't want the porn <laughs> you want the 600 <laughs> you want the 800 yeah but think um, if you're buying an iphone to play games on it you can't play it with just the iphone you're still going to need a controller or some sort of mount or some sort of attachment like a backbone there's going to be exactly. more and more on top of what you're spending uh, along with, you have to get the one with the bigger hard drive. If you're going to be installing these games that run 60 to hundred gigabytes. Mm. And, that, and I think that that's, I think that that's why Nintendo is refusing to, to enter the, uh, what is that? The, like the new, the, the, the console wars in the sense of like new technology. I would say they like the premium. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, that kind of also dates back to just Nintendo's philosophy on creating handhelds and creating consoles. They've always iterated on old technologies to repurpose them dating mm-hmm. all the way back. Like the game and watch was just a calculator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the sure, original absolutely. game boy was basically a Nintendo. Then the original, the game boy advance was a super Nintendo essentially turned into a handheld. Like they always had this way of repurposing the old tech in some way. What if and I, their I, games. I just want a GameCube. <laughs> I want a new GameCube. Is that a thing? Can we do that? Because like I love the we game. need a GameCube <laughs> Mini. We need the GameCube Mini. That's for sure. The GameCube was really powerful. I think the GameCube still to this day is one of the more powerful consoles that Nintendo ever made. You well, know, I think actually, the GameCube yeah. at the yeah. time was the most powerful between <clears throat> the Xbox and the PS2. I think well, the PS2 and the Xbox could do more because of just the nature of the console and the media. Because yeah. GameCube used mini DVDs, but it was stronger. But then the GameCube didn't sell as well as they thought, which is, I think, where they pivoted towards, like, you know, the more family-friendly stuff. Because they did the GameCube yeah. when we were like, all in on just, serious, like, you know, with the yeah, GameCube. And then, and then it under I blame the handle. <laughs> no, that was great. Um, but I, that's why I, I think... Like, comfortably they, take like, it to my friend's house. <laughs> it's like my lunchbox. Um, but yeah, I think that's why they pivoted away from the, as you like, the premium sort of stuff. So, like, we tried this once in our entire career, Let's never do it again, which Nintendo. They, they were also really, really uh, vocal about how much they hated all of that. Like they did not want to make Legend of Zelda, you know, realistic. They wanted it to be the cartoony. They they like mm. it being more artistic than anything else. And everyone, I mean, I, <clears throat> you know, I, I love Legend of Zelda. I love, I, I love the Dark Link. <laughs> I love, that's still one of my favorite ones. Um, uh, but I, I just like I can see why like exactly what you're saying I can see why they're like let's not even try that again let these idiots fight it out and let everybody talk about what's more blah 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 let's just focus on what we know what we know is that family friendly environment that 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 easier accessibility than any of the other ones and I, I really appreciate that and I don't want to see another switch I don't want to see a switch version two. I, I want them to come up with I don't know the the mm, table the, the the Nintendo table Ooh. it's a table <laughs> I don't know I don't know they, they, they come you, up with these crazy things that it's always just work. a projector that goes on your wall <laughs> and you use your hands for the controller it's on your watch <laughs> the VWI <laughs> Nintendo, hire us. We we got all the good ideas. <laughs> we got them. Gotcha. I feel like if you could see uh like the back secret vaults in Nintendo with like all of their patents and ideas, there's probably one of all of those already. Like the big like just open switch, up a the vault switch to table. A bunch of prototypes. <laughs> you're just like like a cat like pouncing on things. 
It's a it's an arcade, but it's just flat. <laughs> that's all. It's a TV screen that's touchable. <laughs> See, we got the ideas. I can make this work. The one thing to be worried about too is: are they going to follow some sort of a trend where, like, you know, the GameCube didn't do great, but then the Wii was super successful, and then the Wii U tanked, and then the Switch was super successful? What if the next thing tanks again? If they're going to follow I mean, using some sort that of logic, pattern. it kind of makes me think like they will do another switch just because of how monumentally safe. successful oh, it's yeah. been. It's a safe bet. Yeah. Hopefully their marketing is a lot better than the Wii Wii U fiasco. Mm. Like I can see like I, I I'm, I'm this isn't my idea. I've heard this from other people talking about it, but they're calling it like the super switch because it kind of like stays with that branding of like the marketing like the super Nintendo. Give me a super switch, make it more beefy, like the steam deck, give it a little bit more oomph, give it some thicker controllers. Cause that's my biggest problem when I play portable on the switch is I can't use the little joy cons. So I, t- I buy like the hoary add on controllers cause they're bigger and thicker and have more to hold on to. So like, if I had to ask Nintendo specifically, I would say, give me a super switch that looks like super shredder switch version, you know, like boom, turtles reference. And, and I want, and I want razors coming out of it on the side. Exactly. I want like this you have to nail your fingers on it to use the triggers. <laughs> Call These the are going to be made blade. out of razors. Oh yeah. Switch blade. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, I just really hope if they do decide to go with like another switch, it better have full backwards compatibility. And then I'm even going to go one step more, kind of like how the PS3 to PS4 era, if you bought like a game digitally on the PS3, when the PS4 version came out, you actually already had it. Mm. I would love to see that for like all the indie games that I have on my switch that I stopped playing because they didn't run that well. I'd love to revisit them on stronger hardware without having to rebuy them, but probably not going to happen. I was going to say, backwards remember, compatibility better. Remember, though, Nintendo, they don't like backwards compatibility unless they can charge you for a subscription service two years later and only some of them. At a time. Or just remaster it 10 to 20 years later, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that and was actually you. one of the biggest setbacks I had to buying games digitally on Nintendo because I'm like, if I buy it digitally on here, once the next thing comes out, that digital purchase is gone. <laughs> and they finally fix that with the 3ds ish and like either way it's still it's big it's a big mess so yeah i agree and i think like that's the first thing i do with like the new xboxes too i'm like yeah backwards compatibility i can play my old original xbox and 360 games and they just work or they're even improved so yeah it was I mean, a huge selling too. point for me getting the series x just mm-hmm. being able like my old xbox and 360 games being able to just put my original disc from back in the day in there and it's upscaled and running in 4k like that's great one of the first things I did with my Series X was run up, uh, boot up Ninja Gaiden Black on it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like it's perfect. I, I'd like to see the stuff that they wanted it to do originally work out. Like we had a kind of <laughs> really, this is like their third attempt. It was one of the most pathetic attempts, but this was, you know, at least their third attempt at a, a VR for the Switch. <laughs> and it was oh, like yeah. that stand. It's just like, Okay, the Nintendo lab. You're in VR oh, yeah, now. The cobble, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Boom. It's just yeah. this. It's a, like it wobbles, and you just you gotta just be still. It's like, yeah, I'm in Hyrule, but I can't look around. I gotta. Oh, there we go. I All mean, right. to be fair, they did that one other time before with the Virtual Boy. That's, exa- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is that like they, this is like the third attempt at VR, and it just it never really works out. They they have this fixation of like. Okay, we know that everyone likes VR, but what if you can't move? 
I, we know I you mean, want to be like, in the trying game. to do VR needs to bite the bullet and realize that if you're going to do VR, it has to be a standalone unit, like even yeah. PlayStation. You know, that, like, that's why mm. the Quest did so well because yeah. it finally you did no wires or anything like that. I mean, it, it it dies in half an hour if you do that, but like you know, I actually I, really want that now. <laughs> I want them to make another Virtual Boy. I want it to be its own thing. Yeah, but, yeah, make on. it its own See? thing. I would because, buy it. Yeah, make it the Switch I mean? VR, and it's a separate box, a separate package that you can use as a VR headset. Will still, we'll still be the same, like red filter. <laughs> oh, like the Virtual Boy. Oh, that needs to yeah. be a, a feature. Is that you Just get a red, the red filter? <laughs> so, so no matter what, you can still feel sick as a dog whenever you play it for more than two seconds. And when you take it off, you forget what colors are. And <laughs> yeah, like, just, is this this green or is this yellow? I don't life know. just turns into like really bad CG effects from like an 80s sci fi movie where you're looking through the <laughs> eyes of like an android and it's just like, <laughs> it's just a that grid. Be, that, that's the boot up screen. <laughs> yep. For the Tron style. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I want to see those things. I want to see that. I want to see. I, I want them to bring back the box. The box stuff was cool. I, I like I like all the weird crap that they do. I, I love that it isn't your typical system. You know, mm-hmm. um, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC are all virtually the same exact thing. Then there's Nintendo. That's why I love Nintendo. That's why it is Nintendo. That's why you know, we're going to remember it forever. Not a single system was exactly the same as the last. Even within the same, there was DS and then 3DS. And the DS itself changed twice before it became any other DS and three times. Three thank times. you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Man. Like, I, I like that. They're weird. They're like, they're, they're, they're like me. ADHD is hell. They're like, I, I can't live like this. I got to change everything. The whole house is going to be different. <laughs> anyway, that's my rant. All right. I'm done. That's where I'm actually, I'm surprised that they don't have more iterations of the switch because of how many iterations they did as a DS than the 3ds and it's like i mean get- they had what the switch Lite, which was the portable one and then the oled which is the better screen and then they technically had like the v2 which was just for anti-piracy measures just changing a chip yeah yeah so, i mean I, there's technically they three iterations as different iterations besides the switch and the the light switch and then of course you have the oled but like i don't know i just there was so much more of a, a marketing push for like the new DS Lite. I'm like, oh, it's a smaller, slimmer one. And then the DSi, it's like you can't tell the difference. But or like the, the new DSi 3DS ex- where it's like there's like four exclusive games for the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> so there was the DS, DS Lite, DSi, DSi XL, 3DS, mm-hmm. 3DS XL, new Nintendo 3DS and new Nintendo 3DS XL. There's yeah. Eight of them. That's a fucking yeah. lot. <laughs> I was well, did wrong. you remember the 2DS and then the new 2DS? Or the, the 2DS. Yeah, 2DS. 2DS XL. I was going to say, there is a PS and 2DS XL as well, and then the new, new Nintendo 2DS as well. Oh, my God. I just remember when they when they made the, the new DS, I guess it was the XL, and it had, like, the stick. Mm-hmm. And there's like all people. Yeah, everybody, we had the attachment, but nobody liked the attachment, so now we put sticks on both sides. They were like, that, that, I remember that buying have been that an easy standalone one. stick that, when they came out. Well, I used to play like Resident Evil Mercenaries on my DS back oh, in the day, God. so like you had to have, that stick was vital for actually playing that game. Oh my God. Well, yeah, and then the, for the new 3DS, they just included it on there, but instead of it being a full stick, it's, it's just, just like a, a pencil nub. eraser nub. Yeah. Okay. Now, now here's my speculation. Does Nintendo do this on purpose, where they make like one 
kind of weird like okay here's the thing the controller it's awesome it's like every controller that you've ever known except no buttons I would be down for that. That'd be fun. What? <laughs> no, no, but, but I mean, like, like, like they do these really niche things, and then they're like, okay, nobody liked that idea. So now here's your stupid controller with buttons. I guess that that yeah, here's, your pro, here's controller. your pro controller. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, 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 I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they do that on purpose so that they can have 12 iterations of the same unit. <laughs> Possibly. Very likely. All right. Maybe they are just trying like to like let's try something new, and then they realize, oh fuck, oh fuck, this isn't working. That was come really back, back. bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 get, like, get, get the pro, get the pro. Come on, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> get yeah, it. Up. It's just constant panic. The 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 um sixty four controller, man. I'm just I'm just saying. The they 64. never back down on that sixty four controller though. <laughs> <laughs> never back like, down. Okay, hear us out. We know you only have two hands, but I'm what telling you. I'm telling well, you. We're just kind of like, all right, we, we've got this new 3D Mario game and we need a controller specifically for this game. It's Anything else? That's just a bonus. <laughs> they can I mean, it's even in it. the shape of an M. I mean, come on. <laughs> Marketing oh genius. God. Come on. See the vision. It's perfect. <laughs> okay. It's a controller, but it has a penis. I'm just saying, like, oh, dear God. And you have to rub it very hard in order to get through some sections of the game. Just you like- need to use your third hand. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and it's need- bigger in the middle. <laughs> You're really good at playing, like, with both hands and your chin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used the tongue, but, you know, I mean, I, was, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad someone did. <laughs> I, I, I could see it. I could see it in your eyes, and I'm like, I'll take the bullet here. I Is that this. why the joystick looks like that? <laughs> Taking it for yeah. a joyride. Damn it! I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> all right. Anywho, uh, I'm moving. Yeah, move on, Dan. For God's sake, stop shut this. up and move on. <laughs> Get us away from this. Shut up, Dan. Right. So to move us along, the 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 core conversation we're going to get into tonight is talking about Nintendo's big lineup that they've got. Which is funny because I was already talking about my love for the GameCube and we're getting GameCube games coming back. And I, I'm happy about that. I want more GameCube games because I feel like that's one of the best libraries that Nintendo has that they definitely need to be dipping into. The only thing we're missing on this lineup, though, is Wind Waker. Where the frack is Wind Waker? the hell's wrong on with the Wii U? That rumored Wind Waker Twilight Princess HD collection that they've had in the in the Nintendo Disney vault for three years? Yeah. No. That, that's, know, that'll be a launch title for the Switch, too. Yeah, I was going to say that that's for if the next thing doesn't work, like you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to do bad? They're like, no, 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 no. we can fix they gotta this. Keep <laughs> the panic release, but I'm like, oh, fix it, Zelda. Boom. <laughs> Bamo. Anyways, uh, so if you guys haven't been keeping up with Nintendo and their big release schedule that we've got, um, most notably, Super Mario Wonder will be out as of the you know airing of this episode of the podcast. When you're watching this, you will be able to go and play the new Mario Wonder. Tom here and Frank have both gotten their hands on this game a little bit. Would you guys like to share your experiences with it? Oh, yeah, because I, I actually just got to play it today. Um, I was at GameStop picking up a game that I had purchased online. And as I'm walking out, I saw the little demo unit with a big Mario Wonder sign next to it. 
I turn around and I go to the guy. Hey, that doesn't actually have the demo, does it? And he's just like nonchalant. Yeah, it's there. So I just like freak out, just do a whole U-turn and just go right to the unit. And that's where I spent my 15 minutes until the demo ended. And I got to say, it's a lot of fun. I got the chance to play it at PAX Australia last weekend. Um, Unlike Frank, I did push kids out of the way to play it twice. Um, Once by myself and once again with a full group of four. Um, And yeah, it was very fun. I liked how it all looked. Um, I liked the the cap where you can like let it go and you can just like float. Um, Like seeing Yoshi back in his old style. And then even talking to the Nintendo PR person there, um, she compared it a lot to Super Mario World. And I could definitely see that in just the sort of like the aesthetic and sort of like vibe of the game. And I also liked how the overworld was like 3D world. I like you could like open up and you could select different levels and everything. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. And I, it's definitely improvement over like the new Super Mario Bros, like one, two, Wii and you, where they just kind of felt all the same. I'm glad this feels different. Yeah, it does definitely feel different, but at the same time, it still does have like that generalized feel that the new Super Mario Bros. games gave off. So like, it's not going to feel totally different, but it's got like, I almost want to say that the characters feel a little floatier, maybe like on a mechanical level, but otherwise, I mean, it's Mario. So if you've played one, you're going to get the jive right away. Yeah. I remember watching that. Nintendo Direct uh, last month, I think it was for Super Mario Wonder, and I, I just watching that trailer. I, I got strong like Super Mario World vibes off of it. So knowing that you guys felt that when playing it too makes me happy because I think Super Mario World is probably one of my favorite of all the Mario games. I feel like it just like gives off like it's very obvious that you're not in the Mushroom Kingdom. It's mm-hmm. got just like a very different feel to it. Uh, to me, it kind of. Like everybody keeps comparing it to Super Mario World, but I kind of feel like it's kind of got like a little bit of that Super Mario Land 2 charm to it. Mm -hmm. Mario Land 2 was just like really a weird game. It took place in Mario Land. There were like multiple different sections. Like it's giving me vibes like that. Like each area feels and looks distinctly different, which is a really good thing. Because I know that there's been a lot of Mario fatigue, especially (laughs) with the new Super Mario Bros games with everything just being very vanilla. <clears throat> they, yeah, they have, that they have been on like a like a tangent of just like like just the same <laughs> it's like but this world has the uh, the the bird ice <laughs> this game you get to collect a bunch of coins right this game this game Brilliant. you go through each you find three special big coins in each level and that's your collectibles for the game have fun <laughs> <laughs> is it a doge <laughs> no not doge it's just doge. a star I mean, but that is one thing that like Mario Wonder is doing really well. They got rid of the stupid gold coins that you could collect, and like they're the Wonder Charms or what they are now. And every time you collect one, it Wonder Seeds, yes, and it just completely changes up the level in multiple different Mm. ways. So, like one of the levels I did, there was a stampede of a bunch of different enemies. Uh, Another one, once you get it, it starts raining uh, superstars. And it just like yeah. fundamentally changes changes the way that you're going to play that level, and I think that's really cool. It makes it more uh, more incentivized to actually collect these things instead of just well, I'm going to collect them because there's three empty slots at the top of my screen, so why not? Um, I do want to just quickly. The only thing I did not like about Mar- I don't like about Mario Wonder in general is those fucking elephants. I don't <laughs> like the elephants. 
No, because I saw that same direct and I saw it. It was one in the morning here. I did not need to see the little beady eyed toad become an elephant at one in the morning. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I don't need that image in my brain. And whenever I see it, I is just, that your only issue with the elephant is toad turning into an elephant? Oh, I just like the elephants in general just like freak me out, but specifically toad because those dead eyes on a giant elephant just run. That's just no. Nah. It is pretty it's terrifying. Creepy. It's like a ditto. Those beady little eyes. <laughs> Those beady fucking little eyes. It reminds me of like, because I just rewatched the Detective Pikachu movie where like ditto as a person with like the oh, beady yeah. eyes on the person. It's like, that's not terrifying at all. <laughs> I, I, I don't know Pokemon, but I did see Detective Pikachu. So when I saw that part, I was like, what? Uh-huh? <laughs> I need an adult. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, was, I think there's going to be a lot of nightmare fuel in this game. Like that one section in the trailer where it's like all uh, vignetted and it's Mario like contorting upward. Like yeah. that's just weird. And it, it seems very un Mario. So I'm really curious to see what else they're yeah. going to do. I'm definitely more excited for this side scrolling traditional Mario more than I have been for the last few because yeah definitely mario fatigue other than like mario odyssey which is just brilliant but that's just like what they did with odyssey is such a different take on the series and going it's like a along with galaxy because all the 3d marios for some reason are really good but the side scrolling ones haven't been so great in my opinion at mm. least lately a lot of people didn't like sunshine when it came out because mm. the whole premise of just using water i think it's a great game you just got to look at it from a different perspective you can't <laughs> look at it like the sequel to mario 64 it's not no. it's not the sequel i never it's thought of it that thing. way i remember we talked about uh the greatest mario games or our favorite mario games on the show in the past and we talked about sunshine and i think i think nintendo was just fascinated with backpacks on the gamecube because Luigi had yeah. his vacuum suck nine thousand whatever poltergust, poltergust, and then Mario had the the other the water key, that thing. And it was like, why does everybody have a backpack that either sucks or blows? <laughs> so many. He was a canceled there. Toad game where he had the leaf blower. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Toad's leaf service. Toad loves blowing things. Yes, still active. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need someone to have a hair dryer. <laughs> yeah, just get like a ping pong ball and just like you have to keep it floating. Well, that's that new uh, Princess Peach game coming out. She's gonna there have go. to, uh, the hair dryer in the back backpack. Mm. <laughs> Did you see they, they changed the um the key art for it? Like the like I think the other day they changed the box art, changed her face for Peach. Hmm. Yeah, um, people were saying it looked more like the movie Peach. Like it went from like standard Peach with like no shadows or anything to like the movie Peach. But it was more just like. They added shadows to her face and mm. gave her Ooh, eyebrows. They should that make it look into drama. a tie-in, tie-in oh, with God. the movie. I mean, since it's going to be her starring in the game, it makes sense for them to give her a little bit more detail, since she's not just yeah. some random character you see maybe five minutes in the entire game or whatever. Yeah, she just does her laugh or her yell. One of the two. Mario, like, oh, oh, there Woo. we are. <laughs> she has agency, for God's sake. I just. Want the uh, the Super Smash Brothers Peach where you hit somebody with like a frying pan and it goes clang, <laughs> or she like, just yeah. uses Toad as a human shield and just like here, <laughs> you take it. <laughs> this one Pretty looks much. blowing too much. You take it. 
Uh, so to talk about the, the release schedule a little bit more here too, because we just had Detective Pikachu release as well. Detective Pikachu Returns, that is, which I was looking forward to because I played the, the DS Detective Pikachu, which was actually surprisingly fun. I heard it got pretty middling reviews though. So I'm like, eh, I'll probably wait and see if I can grab that on sale, maybe. Um, WarioWare Move It's on its way. Then we've got the Super Mario RPG, which is a remake of the Super Nintendo RPG. Is that doing anything for you guys? Where's that land for you? I'm excited for it. I mean, I just recently, like, I played Mario RPG for the first time back in 2019. Mm. So it's still pretty fresh in my head. It's like, like, I remember when I was watching the trailer, I was literally like, oh, why couldn't it have been Paper Mario? But then it was Paper Mario. So it's like, well, I, I got what I wanted and I'm getting something else okay. that I'm going to buy. Yeah, for me watching that direct, I was like, oh, cool. Super Paper Mario or Super Mario RPG. Cool. All right. Like, I played that game way back in the day. I remember renting it, I think, from a grocery store. And it was like, yay, Mario. And then I'm like, what? is this like what am i doing like i didn't understand rpgs i didn't even know what rpg meant at that time as a kid playing that game and then i was like this just means super mario suck the rpg aspect of it is great but then oh, yeah. they implemented all those like overworld 3d platforming areas and since it's an isometric rpg it just never handled very well so that's the one thing I'm really looking forward to is hopefully they just completely overhaul the way that it mechanically feels. The battles were great. Keep them the same. But mm-hmm. the overworld needs to change, needs to See, modernize. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to going back to it and trying it again after all these years and playing a new modern version of it. Because like I love the Mario and Luigi games. I love Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, which getting there. No, uh, Color so, Splash? I haven't played Color Splash. Don't. <laughs> wow hey. well, all right there you go <laughs> just don't he he might like it we don't know he hasn't played it it's possible i like weird games yeah, i didn't sometimes. like origami king either and apparently that one's good i just i didn't like the battle mechanics hey mm. okay. yeah, so it's interesting because like of all of the list here of games coming out over the next six months like the main front runners obviously there's going to be hundreds if not thousands of games releasing on the switch over the next six months because of just the random spewing of indie games and like the unsanctioned hentai puzzle games that release on the Switch. Um, there's only two new games after Detective Pikachu, and that's the WarioWare Move It and the Princess Peach game. Everything else is a remake or a port of an mm-hmm. older game. But most of them I'm pretty happy about because like we're getting the another code uh, recollection. Uh, which is a DS series that I missed back then, but it looks really interesting and I'm really curious to check it out. And especially the uh, Luigi's Mansion 2, which was a DS exclusive. It never got console. So I'm actually happy to see a console version of the game. I mean, Um, with Luigi's Mansion 2, I'm just really hoping they fix it. Like, mm. I remember picking that up. It was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the 3DS. And it just, something with it just didn't jive with me. It, it was something about probably the controls because they had to heavily modify it for a portable. And it just didn't feel right to me. I really, really loved the first game back in the day. And I enjoyed Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the same studio. It's next. Uh, what, what's the studio? But I had the same issue though, where like I love Luigi's Mansion 1. I still play it regularly. Like I, I tend to stream it out for Halloween. Like I'll play Luigi's Mansion for Halloween. And then I got Dark Moon on the 3DS. And I remember being like, I like this, but something doesn't feel right. So I never finished. I never played through the game. Yeah, I never finished that one either. 
So I I'm finished like, three oh. though. Three is really good. Yeah, so three's I'm, awesome. I'm hopeful that the remake up to hopefully it's a remake and not just a remastered port. You got a time? Um, I'll say yeah, it is next level games. Oh, okay. Next yeah. level. Um, I was was yeah. right. Huh. So if you're lucky, right. they're basically taking Luigi's Mansion 2, putting it into the Luigi's 3 mansion or Luigi's Mansion 3 engine essentially and just kind of like giving it that next level, you know. Next level polish. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't know, because like because I also got played Luigi's Mansion when it, two when it came out. Because in Australia, it was Luigi's Mansion two. It wasn't no subheading bullshit. Because um, we're better. Um, but no, I don't. I don't remember feeling too bad with the controls. But maybe that's because I, I haven't played the first one because I never had a GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it was just because I didn't have something to compare with to be like, ah, oh, this feels weird. Um, I also had played Monster Hunter, which means you have to like contort your hand so i was fine with contorting my hands in weird uh shapes but i kind of feel like if they just put it into the mario the luigi's mansion 3 engine i don't know if it, it might lose something of itself a little bit maybe that's my only like thing mm-hmm. of it's like just transplant it because it's like but would it still feel like luigi's mansion 2 i feel like they that's need me. to add something to it they like do, but yeah off the top of my head just, my first thought is like not having a right stick probably made the DS, a 3DS yeah. game tricky because in the Luigi's Mansion 3, you can move Luigi and aim the, the poltergeist at the same time as you, you know, try to suck up the ghost and stuff. But how did you do that in the DS version of the game when you don't have a right stick? So, didn't you have to hold like a shoulder button and you like stopped in place? And probably, which to me is I just think. like, Ugh. you know, you go Resident Evil 4 style. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just ultimately it wasn't fun on the 3DS. And that's, I mean, that's, if a game isn't fun, what's the point? And I never played any of them. I never played any of them, so I cannot contribute. <laughs> you should play them, Louis. You absolutely should. I, I mean, my name. Yeah. But that's why they're older remakes. I need more that's of my friends the- to get Switch games, too, especially online ones, because I was going to say, I need more people to play Ultimate Alliance 3 with, because it's pretty good. I'm having fun, and it's got online co-op. So I know it sucks that it's only a Switch exclusive, but they fronted the bill. So, yeah, come on. It's free? No, it's not free, but no. they oh, paid no, to they, make the game. <laughs> they found oh, okay. the development. No, like, if, they, if it's free, sure, let's it go right now, man. Go, come but on, it's really man. good. It's really solid. Um, Part of me wants to try it, but the fact that it's three means my brain tells me you got to play one and two. And I just, there's too many games to play right now. <laughs> I would say don't worry about playing one and two, mostly because A, the first two games are really hard to get. <laughs> And you have to play them on older consoles. Uh, and they're made by a completely different development studio. And they have very little to do with each other. Because <laughs> isn't it just three and name alone? More, It's more name. And it's name and mechanics as well as genre. Like it takes a lot of inspiration from the original games. But it's its own story that's separate from them. And like it, it ties closer to like what you know from more of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a lot of extra dumped into it from the comic books so it's like good to know it's easy to jump into if you've not played the old games honestly because my my only marvel knowledge comes from the movies and that starts you off with the guardians of the galaxy and it's like it feels like oh i'm watching a guardians of the galaxy bit you know (laughs) and then i do love the guardians so and you get a whole lot of nolan north because he probably does half the voices in that game (laughs) (laughs) i just want to quickly touch on touch on like how you said like a lot of the nintendo games coming out are a lot of like remakes and remasters mm-hmm. but someone like me who 
because I grew up in the 2000s when, you know, baby couldn't play games. Um, I kind of enjoy it because I never played Mario RPG. I never played Thousand Year Door. Like these games, like I never got a chance to play. I'm like, cool. I don't have to go and dig out a Wii somewhere or pay squillions of dollars for a GameCube or something. I can just like be like, cool. I can play that on my Switch. I can still get like a similar experience. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's what I like when Nintendo does stuff like this because they don't just remaster. A lot of the times they do remake. And yeah. Or at least they do a really cool. damn good job with remasters like they did with Metroid Prime. Like Metroid Prime oh, is a fantastic great. remaster. And this is like, once I heard Metroid Prime was actually happening, it's like, is Nintendo actually going to start really releasing GameCube games in a meaningful way because that kind of seems to be starting a trend now where now we're getting Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, which is by far one of the best Mario RPG games in my humble opinion. But also, like you said, it's really hard to get and it's only on the GameCube. You can't get that game anywhere else. Uh, And it's getting a bit pricey. You might be looking at spending at least a hundred bucks on a copy of Thousand Year Door. It's really expensive. So for me, that's the big thing from all of this. This is the big news for me. Like I remember when that direct happened and like we were live, like talking about it in discord. And like, I think it was you, Tom, that was like, Oh, F zero or something. And I was like, ah, but it's not a real F zero game. And then it's like paper Mario. Like, because I love paper Mario. It's easily one of my favorite of all the Mario RPG games. And it's one of the games that it's like, "Ah, it sucks that it's just trapped on this old console. So I'm really happy that I'll be able to play a new modern version of it, as well as someone like yourself, Tom, who hadn't didn't have the chance really to play it. Yeah. Because you were baby Mario. I was baby. I did not have a <laughs> I did not have functioning brain. No brain. I'm honestly just really hoping that they go back to the drawing board and they will do a Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga remake again. Mm. Not the 3DS one that's like only a half step remake. Like I want it fully visualized in 3D. That's a great game too. That's easily one of the other best Mario RPG yeah, games. I'm, I'm always teetering between Thousand Year Door or Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. It's like, oh, I love them both. I think uh, they're both so good. Uh, Superstar has some of the best writing. I think like the writing in Superstar is really good. It's really funny. Thousand Year Door is pretty good too, but I think the game Thousand Year Door has better characters, I think, though. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. So either way, I'm happy that we're getting more like classic Nintendo games in a meaningful way. And they're not just like cash grab, drag and drop ports like what Aspire does with Star Wars games. I I would rather burn my money than give Aspire money for these crappy Star Wars ports. Yeah. Actually, Um, another port we forgot to mention was the Mario versus Donkey Kong. I was going to double back. But yes, Mario versus Donkey Kong is a remake of an old DS game. Game Boy, yes. Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's right. It did start on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It, that's where it originated. That was one of my childhood favorites. Still one of my favorite GBA exclusive games tied but again with Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. So mm. I'm really glad to see it being remade and that they're kind of like pushing away from the mini Mario puzzle centric gameplay that all the Mario versus Donkey Kongs have had since. I like that this is a true like Donkey Kong-esque platformer instead of a puzzle game. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, because I remember like the the March of the Mini Marios or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I forget. I didn't play those games so much. I think I remember like trying them back in the day, they're, but never actually playing them. They're fine for what they are, but I mean, if you're looking for like a specific type of game, they're definitely not it. Mm. They're just very yeah. different. They're they're more in line with like a Brain Age type game, like during that whole touch generation of the DS. Yeah. 
I do love a good puzzler, though. I, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. my puzzle games. Just talking about games that we want to see, like, remade from Nintendo or remade. Uh, Golden Sun. I want mm. that really bad. I want that yeah. so bad. Especially Dark Dawn. I just, I just want it. It's fun. You fight God. I like it. Nintendo, give it to me. Camelot's too busy with Mario Tennis. Uh, let, me, let me punch God in the face. <laughs> yep. But, like, every single Direct, I always have that little bit of hope. Like, of like maybe this time. Because they, they, they're ham on RPGs. Please, please just give it. And they never do. And I'm always left saddened. Yeah, that's like when they were shutting down the uh, eShop for the 3DS and the Wii U that I went and I snagged both the Golden Sun games <laughs> off yeah. of there before they shut everything down. And I have Dark Dawn for the 3DS. I don't know if I actually ever played it through, though. I should do that. I need yeah. Wind Waker on the Switch. I, I don't know why that's not a thing yet. I have Wind Waker HD on the, on the Wii U, but now it's trapped on the Wii U, and it looks gorgeous on the Wii U, and I love it on the Wii U. It felt like the game was meant for the Wii U, but then now we have the Switch. Why can't we play it on the Switch? I never actually have- finished it. <clears throat> I, I, I started it. I got pretty far. I didn't I didn't even know it was like a full Zelda game. I thought it was like one of those weird spin-offy ones. And then I was like, this is this world keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I'm not. It's not stopping anytime. And then God you go damn. under under the ocean. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's. I think that's where I stopped, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't know why I sat on this. This is fucking amazing. Well, <laughs> a lot of people did. Like back then, a lot of people really thought like it, it, criticism was at an all time high because of the way it looked. People well, it was on the back end of one. the tech demo of the realistic Link versus Ganondorf mm-hmm. fight, and then they showed here's the new Zelda game, and people were like, and "Well, like, what the hell is with this cartoony, <laughs> like weird looking art style?" And I, I remember even having a little bit of a, well, I thought I was going to get a realistic Link, and, but of course, me being the big Zelda fan I am, I bought it anyways. And like as soon as I started playing it, there was like this light switch of like, "Oh my god, this game is gorgeous." For what it is and how it's presented and like the way that I, like the eyes animate in that game the expressions like no other game has can really do that because they, they're animated differently with that mm. style of cell shading and it's like i love wind waker i love the story i love the gameplay i love the sailing ah that's it's one of my favorites the, the only thing that i could think about like with cell shading that was that was kind of phenomenal to me was um, <clears throat> Zone of the Enders because Zone of the Enders two came out around the same time that that game came out, and <clears throat> like I remember when my friend said it's cell shaded, I was like, oh, like Zone of the Enders. And so, well, I, <laughs> I mean, Zone, Zone of the Enders is definitely like a cell shaded light. It, it's one very, of the- very very light, but that that's what I meant. That I mean, was my only. Not all real- cell shaded games are going to look the same. Like yeah. look at Borderlands, that's cell shaded, well, yeah. or Okami, mm-hmm. but they're two totally different looking yeah, but, games. But, that, but that's my point was that these were the first two times that I really understood what cell shading was. So I had the example with like Hideo Kojima, where they just really used it for the smoke. Like, oh look, uh, uh, that's cool, huh? Uh. And then I saw Wind Waker, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, I can't think of okay. Before we close out here, uh, I do want to shout out the Princess Peach game. I think it's about time that Peach got another mm. game. Besides, was it Super Peach on the Super DS? Princess Peach Super Princess on the Peach? With, yeah, and it had a lot of random sex jokes. I, well, I mean, the whole that. game <laughs> is powered by her emotions on the touch screen. You click to make her happy or sad or angry or neutral. Mm. You know how women like, work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's how they all work. Um, but no, I, but I, I agree. Can, like, I'm, 
I'm definitely glad that they're like taking it in a different direction. And I really like how it looks like each level is going to play very differently. Whereas that first trailer they showed, it literally looked like Yoshi's Crafted World. And I did not mm. like that game at all. And I'm, I, they have not revealed who is developing the game yet. At least I don't think they did. And I'm pretty sure it is the same development team. Mm. So I have kind of on the fence there, but it looks really good. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to fall in the line of the Yoshis and the Kirby's where it's more of like a baby game. Cause like those games are probably meant for younger kids to play for the most part. And like, I like, I love the original Yoshi's Island because Yoshi's Island was hardcore. <laughs> and then every Yoshi game after that is just like, ah, oh, this is super easy. I mean, Yoshi's story was fun and Yoshi's Woolly World was really fun too. But yeah, they're, they're not difficult games to play by any stretch. No. Nah. But they don't sure. have to be. Not all games have to be hard. No, I know. But it's just a factor of like, if it's too easy, I get bored really fast. Um, it's it's going to be different though. Like if Princess Peach is at least is entertaining and has a decent story, because I know like my, my six-year-old, she's obsessed with Princess Peach right now. So she's get she'll be really excited to play this game. And if it's something that I can play through it with her, it'll make for a good time. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to summarize everything. <laughs> you don't play with my peaches. I got uh, peaches. Well, I I I love peaches uh, in every context. But anyway, um, the character well. Princess Peach is fine. I I loved her in the movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love I love this renaissance that we're having of more diversity, especially when it comes to you know women or especially also people of color and all that kind of stuff. We've talked about that pretty regularly on the show as well. So I'm happy to see that this is something that is actually coming out. Um, I haven't seen anything on it, so I don't know. Sounds like it might be, you know, pretty, uh, like, like I, like what I heard about the last Yoshi thing, which is basically just Yoshi times a million and you walk from one area to the other and you jump twice and you beat the game. So yeah, I'm wondering if it might be like that. I'm wondering if they might try to do something a little bit more, try to try to brush out the character, kind of give her a little bit more, um, a little more backstory because it, it really has just been for millennia. Just oh Mario, and then you saved her. Yeah, yeah oh, right, okay. the <laughs> <laughs> Is Wait, there she a reason? Cakes. She huh? bakes a cake every once in a while. That's true. There better yeah, be a cake baking mini game in this game. Hmm. I, I really I, want I, it. I do. <laughs> you could throw Pocket, them at, she at just, old stool. <laughs> I, I don't care if they're exploding cakes, but there needs to be cake. <laughs> As if you mismake it. <laughs> so I just kind of like close this out with a final question. And is Nintendo doing what you want as a fan? Like, or do you think they should be going in a different direction? I like that they keep doing Nintendo stuff. They're not sort of conforming to like the general, like, I don't know, this, the norm of the gaming industry right now. Um, I would like them to, again, remake Golden Sun and also Custom Robo. That's the game I forgot. Uh, Want to make remake those older games where the, no one knows about them because for me, um, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying what they're doing. Uh, getting a chance to play older, really good games and just doing their own thing. So I like it. Yeah. How about you, Louis? I'm a little bit mixed on it. Oh, um, like I kind of, no, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm kind of mixed because like, I would much rather have them making new versions of these games and they don't have to be direct sequels. Like Super Mario RPG has been so long. They could have very easily just made another Mario RPG and with a different story, which I understand it's obviously it's easier to just 
remake something that's already been done. Half of the work is done because you've got your script, you've got your basic premise for the game. But ultimately, for those people like me who have played just about everything that they have released, it's like I would much rather play a new version than the same thing with prettier graphics or smoother controls. But I, I love Nintendo and I will try just about everything that they release, at least to give it a shot. I, I'm very happy with my Switch as being the being the, the baby. Speaking of babies. Baby. I'm the, I'm the ad baby. Um, speaking baby. of that, I, I, I basically, you know, like I said, I've only had it for a few months and um, it's not exactly what I thought it was. I, I don't, I'm not disappointed by any measure. Uh, it, it isn't as strong as I wanted it to be. There, there's, you know, like I said, I had Fury on there. I was, you know, absolutely completely taken aback by that. But then I got it on PC just to test it out. It was seven bucks. I was like, let's see what the differences are. And oh, yeah, no, no, no. A game like that needs to be played on a much stronger system that has to be half, uh, faster than a 60 FPS. It has to be like this. It has to be like that. <clears throat> it just doesn't really work that great for that system. And that's where I started seeing a little bit of like like the downfalls for it. So I, I, but I do think that they both listen to their fans and they're going to do whatever the hell they're going to do. They're, they were always going to, they were never going to really succumb to stuff they did once and look what happened, you know? So <laughs> I, I, I think I'm not ever surprised at how different everything that they do is. I'm always surprised that everybody is always like, Oh, this was going to suck. And then like two weeks later, they're like, this is the greatest thing ever. But like, yeah, idiot. Like they know what they're doing. <laughs> They've been at it for what? Like since like 1960, these guys know what they were doing. They, they've been making toys for, you know, for people over a hundred years. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll go even farther than that. Hell yeah. Like, like the, the, <laughs> these, these people have been, I, I don't know the history. <laughs> these people have been, you know, like, like they, they've applied themselves to this. There's a reason why Nintendo is Nintendo. That's one of the. They're, they're also kind of smug about it. That's why they say the reason why you're paying six, 60 bucks for a Mario from you know 1984 is because it's Nintendo. Damn it. So you know, I, I understand that. I, I have full faith in them. Um, I hope that the next one is going to be really something else. I don't. I don't I love that I don't know what it is. I love that I have no concept. It's not gonna be like, you know, PlayStation 6 is gonna be PlayStation 5, but more PlayStation. You know, th- this, <laughs> more is, PlayStation. this is yeah, just just more. It's PlayStation. That's all the advertising, it's just like more. And yeah, it's yeah. like even more. And just gets a little red. More. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Uh, but but Nintendo's always kind of like, huh? You didn't see that one coming, did you? Uh, yeah, you hey, thought it was gonna. Hey. This one, the controller is your voice, and for people who don't have a voice, it's your toes. I don't know. They'll, they'll do something. They're gonna do something that we've never seen before, and at least I hope so. Because if it's just literally, it's this, but bigger. Like literally, just it's about that much bigger. Then I, I'll be. Then I'll be disappointed. Then I'll be like, you dinguses! Like you do this all the time. Do something more, please. Come on. Mm. So I, I I like it. I love it. I'm I'm all yeah. about this. Uh, to close this out, I'm gonna say like as a fan, I I'm I'm pretty content right now because like I'm happy that we're getting some solid new games with like Mario Wonder and the Princess Peach game, but we're also getting that back catalog in the form of either 
decent ports or at least even full remasters. So like they're hitting kind of all avenues on that front. They're not leaving any one thing behind because like somebody could easily look at this and be like, well, they're just doing remakes and remasters. Like what the hell? Yeah, that's a little that they're playing on nostalgia. But then again, as a fan of as a person who loves these games, I'm happy to get new versions of them as long as they keep coming up with those new games too. But like, I can feel you, Frank, too, about like, oh, I don't, I want something new and different. Like, but I don't know. I think Nintendo is no matter what, they're always going to be, be cranking something out and surprise people one way or the other. Cranking these nuts. Yeah. And leaving us hanging, waiting for those games that we want that they're not going to do. So. Yeah, that, that that is one thing that I even I'm kind of like, like you guys keep talking about all these great games and stuff. And I'm always like, if I had seven hundred dollars to go buy a backward compatible system or something of the likeness and I don't know how to emulate because I'm an idiot, then I would play it. But uh, yeah, until then. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> so also until then, that's going to be it for us here on Screen Smash tonight. Thank you for joining us this evening, Frank Sir. Everyone go check out his YouTube channel and uh, see some of the cool content that he's making over there. It's been a pleasure having you, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you, Tom. And thank you, Louie, for joining us this evening. We will see you all next week on Screen Smash. Goodbye. Yahoo. Is that... Wahoo! Yeah, Wahoo! There we go. Let's go. Let's go, Mario. Oh, bye now. Mama Mario. <laughs> <laughs>